Hello. Attila Juhas. Yes. That sounds a little clearer. I guess it takes a second call to learn your name and to get a proper there connection. <laughs> Fantastic. Dude, how are you? How's I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm in the same pair of pajamas I was six weeks ago. I'm looking out of the same window, so everything's everything's status quo. How about you? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for asking. Uh, I mean, crazy times, but you know, we, we all have to do what we have to do. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of used to it, so I'm not really that much out of my element. I work from home regularly. I mean, I'm pretty much of a shut-in as it is. Huh. This is kind of natural for me. So, so uh, now, now, are you considered an essential worker? I know Chris was for a while. I don't know if she still is, but are you considered an essential worker? Uh, I believe so. I, I mean, I can't say for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll see how, how my uh, applications come back. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the fact that I am in media, you know, okay. I, I own a network, a network of, uh, of uh, OTT channels, and, and, I, and I work for... Uh, you know, Sun Studios as well as a uh, as a consultant for their Terror TV team as well. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, entertainment is essential for people. Yes, uh, indeed. Yes, you don't you don't have to convince me. Yeah. However, I would never, never dream of putting myself in the same classification as as our as our healthcare workers and our and our police and fire. They are soldiers. That's they're Absolutely. not essential workers. Well, they are, but they're soldiers. And, they're and, critical. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, now, 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 let's talk about you. Yes, I know you as that that really nice guy who does all that wonderful stuff over at Terror TV. Uh, uh, but then I looked you up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Um, you, you have you have a huge career. You have a multi decade career. You've 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 created video games. You run studios. You're like one of the power players. Uh, tell my listeners about yourself. Oh boy. Okay. Well, where to <laughs> where, where begin? All right. Well, let's 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 recap it real quick. In the nineties, I uh, published my own rock and roll magazine called GR Consulate that I circulated with uh, Tower Records in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And that's where I started my, my rock and roll roots, doing all these interviews with rock stars. And there, that's when I developed, developed a, uh, a working relationship with Rob Halford, the lead singer of Judas Priest. Uh, so this is going back to 92. And then, um, and then in the, the mid-90s, I was introduced to this new thing called the Internet. <laughs> and, and, and that's I, a fad. And I and I, I decided, you know what? I gotta I gotta look into this. And I, I self taught myself HTML using Notepad, and I felt that that this this was a a, a, a real essential uh, part of technology that that that's going to take off. So so I actually uh, was one of the first uh, browser uh, testers. I, I was on the team that did the first Mozilla browser testing uh, on the beta team. Uh, so, so I was fortunate enough to, to be with the, the select group of people who used the world's first, the world's first web browser. And wow. that's when I got a taste of that. When I got a taste of that, then I said, you know what, I, I, I got to do something with this. And then I built horrormovies.com, which was considered the, the world's first commercial genre website. And, uh, that, that just took off. And by uh, by '98, it was a massive site, and I sold it to a publicly traded company, Unipix Entertainment Inc. 
and, uh, and they hired me as the director of internet marketing, uh, and we were in the uh, Madison Avenue in Big Town, Manhattan. Uh, and that was a wonderful gig. You're blowing my mind because I remember that so well. Oh my gosh! Oh, dude, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then, then while while I was doing horrormovies.com, I I then produced the first internet seance ever, and I did it with a radio station called Iyada.com and and uh, in the uh, strange queen uh, Debbie Rashawn, and uh, the two of us did the world's first internet seance. And it was crazy because, uh, you know, it was kind of my, my uh, Orson Welles, War of the Worlds kind of moment. You know, I, it, it, of course, I was doing it as kind of a prank, but some people took it seriously, which, you know, was a little unfortunate. But um, Oh, that's great. So it was it was a joke, but everybody thought, okay, the ghosts are coming online. Yeah, yeah, yeah because, because, because I, I, sold it, I sold it in the way, and I did, I did a whole national radio tour on this leading up to the event. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And um, I was saying that there's an old uh, family history of mine that I was related to Blandy and Taylor. Totally <laughs> cool. but, you know, but I figured, you know, let's throw it out there. And that, and that just got picked up by the media, and, uh, and we did it. So, so here's the kicker, okay? So, so we, did, we posted the seance. I, I did the fake calling of, of Vlad. Uh, even, even, even think that I was possessed by him because I speak Hungarian, so I started speaking Hungarian. And so, anyway, so the event is over, and I say goodnight to everyone, and I'm, and I'm leaving the studio in Manhattan, and I'm walking to the parking garage. Now, this is Halloween weekend, and just as I'm turning the corner, some maniac jumps out and screams and to scare me, and he's dressed. As Dracula. Oh boy! I said, "Uh oh, what did I just do?" Again, I got to tell you, from that point on, for like an entire year, I've had nothing bad luck. And if you speak to Debbie Rashad, she'll say the same thing. It was like a whole year of bad luck. She got hit by a car, and it's just one thing after another. So the old adage is, you know, don't fool around with things you don't know about. Oh, you summoned somebody that night. <laughs> So okay, so so that was that was uh, kind of my horrormovies.com history, and uh, you know, and the Unipix. Uh, but then uh, you know, I, I kept kept uh, being involved in the internet, you know, and, and the rock and roll world. Uh, and in the, I guess it's jump to two thousand and five. I I left New York to uh, with my family to come to Phoenix, Arizona, where I helped run. Uh, Metal God Entertainment, which is a, 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 just a media, a big media company uh, for Rob Halford, the lead singer of Judas Priest. Was, did you move the, because of the job? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. yeah they, they, he flew me out and, uh, you know, uh, showed me around. And I actually turned the job down. Huh. And, uh, uh, but then, he, you know, he called me back and uh, uh, gave me a better offer that I, I just couldn't refuse. So... That brought us out here. Very cool. To uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, and that, that lasted until about 2012, and, and so that went into the crapper. <laughs> 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 and what I mean by that is uh, the two owners, uh, Rob Halford and his business partner, two of them ended up in a, in a kind of a vicious lawsuit. Oh, yeah. uh, and so all the assets were frozen. The company had to be dismantled. And here I am, 50 years old, and now... 
no job needed to start a new career. And I said, you know what? Time for the OTT world. And that's where I've been since. Very cool. Very cool. And, and so now you're, you're, you're one of the masters over at uh, Sun Studios. And, and uh, in the, tech, in the uh, digital technical area, yes. Terrific. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. Uh, you've had quite the varied career. What was like a highlight? It, it, what was that, that, that aha moment that you had? Uh, probably working with George Romero. Uh, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Dawn of the Dead, my absolute favorite horror movie. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, I produced a video game that I coded myself, 2,000 hours, <laughs> two years of effort. So I, I hired uh, George Romero to be my lead villain. And just to, you know, hear him read the script that I wrote was just, you know, just a great treat. I saw that, the, the trailer that you had for it, just to see that, that big smile of his go, yeah, this is terrific. That, that was yeah. quite wonderful. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a great moment for me. It, you know, I, I actually have the entire uh, session of his, uh, his audio recording on, on video. Uh, so maybe one day I'll, I'll revisit that and, and let the world see what it was like putting together this, uh, this, this big game with George Romero. Very cool. So very, very cool. Behind the scenes, yeah. What's the connection between between heavy metal rock and 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 horror movies? I'm 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 really old, so so enlighten yeah. me. What's what's that connection? You know, you, you get the zo- the Rob Zombie factor is like a, a zenith of that. What, where where's that connection come from? The well, the hard rock I, and the I, monsters. I, I, I find it it's based both touch on the subject of of, of the darker side of, of life. Uh, yeah, and, it, and it's pure escapism into that dark realm while still being safe. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, now, not but but that's only part of heavy metal. I, I I personally do not like to pigeonhole heavy metal as just dark and and gloomy and horror because there 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 is some you know really good positive stuff out there as well. Oh, for sure. Uh, but but. In general, I mean, you look at the, the you know the band Black Sabbath. I mean, they they took the the, the title from from the Karloff movie. So right, right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, the Karloff movie. Um, so, which is funny because Rob Zombie took his name and his group from the Bela Lugosi movie of White Zombie. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, great to, it's great to see like those legends, you know, the the Karloffs the, the, and the Lugosi still still being in theater today and to see artists carry on the tradition and so forth and give these kind, excuse me, these kinds of uh, nods to them. And it was great. I mean, a, another highlight for me was, was doing some of uh, being on the set of, of your uh, Terror Talk episodes. I mean, meeting, you know, meeting Reg, Reggie Bannister, for example, was fantastic. But again, Sarah Callup and, and uh, Lynn Lagosi Sparks, uh, you know, two icons as well. So again, those, those, very recent, but very cool moments for me. I, I had the best time because I obviously I've been a fanboy for, for far too many decades. And, and as I'm sitting there chatting with them and, and we're having dinner the night before, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look very mature, but in my head I'm going, Oh my God, this is a Carl and a Lugosi. Wait a minute. And, and the same with Reggie Bannister, the same with, with all of these guys. It was, it, it 
really exciting. So, so um, I'm I'm yeah. glad I wasn't the only one going yay in their head during exactly. it. <laughs> right, but at the same time, you have to be very cool and professional. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh my gosh. Um, speaking of being cool and professional, how's it going out there in terms of now? Now, you guys, you guys are now in lockdown. You guys, uh, I'm I'm here in Ground Zero, so we were locked right. down first. Yeah. But how? How have things changed over there in Arizona in terms of well, lockdown, in terms of, of, of everything? Well, well, now it's become a, a little tougher because we're, we're in, in the early heat wave. I mean, it's 104 degrees today. Oh, man. As well as tomorrow. So, so you know, I mean, we are inside, but, but now, yeah, we're, we're forced to put the AC on already. It's a little early in the season. But, yeah, it, it, you know, when you do venture out and you, you go to pick up your groceries, or your prescriptions, or, or whatever your essential chores are. People overall have been very respectful and and and, and doing the the six feet apart and and, and the social distancing. So so I'm, I'm I'm happy to see that. It took a while. I have to say it did take a while. Yeah. I mean, I started doing this well over a month ago, and I I've been prepared since. I got to say, I've been preparing since January. I thought so. so. so I'm, I'm very I'm very fortunate here at home. Um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it took a while. You know, people weren't really seeing the signs, uh, you know, of, 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 of just the, the magnitude of this thing. But now, fortunately, yeah, they are. And, and we'll, hopefully we'll get through this. What signs did you see? You said you've been prepared since January. I've been hearing people say, this is when it started, this is when it started, this is when it started. You seem, you seem to know more than most. Why, why were you prepared all the way in January? Well, I, I, I listen to, I listen to a lot of different, uh, sources, non-traditional sources. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I look for, for, uh, niche podcasts and interviews such as yourself, but, but going with, with top health officials, I mean, going back, you know, going back to January and February, uh, you know, we, when, when you first heard of this going in China, there were people talking, there were interviews happening, and there were people that I actually heard that, that said, there's you know, no matter what, this is going to hit the U.S. and it's going to spread. And so I, I, I took, I took, you know, that that warning seriously, uh, just for the fact that, that I was fortunate enough to, to catch that segment when I heard these these little tidbits of warnings. Um, I'm I'm yeah. I'm really happy to hear that. Um, do you think Do you think uh, we need to take that moment now? Now you've worked in all these wild industries. Do you think we need to take that moment to to look at non traditional sources? Now we hear what we hear on the news. We hear the New York Times. We hear whatever the big whatever the big sources are. People tend to just listen to that. Do you think we need to take a step back sometimes and say, "Wait a minute, let me get a third, fifth, and twelfth opinion." I I think people should have been doing that all along. Yeah, good. Uh, and I and I think and I think that should be a way of moving forward. I mean, uh, I mean, anyone in media, no matter what side of the fence you're on, they have an agenda, no matter what side of the fence you're on. Sure. So, so uh, and if they didn't have an agenda, why else would they be speaking? Because they want to be heard. Therefore, thus, the agenda. Brilliant. Whether or not it's, it, whether or not it's, you know, for, for uh, positive or negative reasons, I'm not not one to say, mm-hmm. but but because of that, I look to I look at both sides of the story. I, I take both both sides 
and I and I see what both have to say. I look for the commonalities, and then I take those common commonalities, and then I look for actual sources that both both were referencing, and find out you know the truth <laughs> more or less, and and then actually, you know, and then and then more or less come to my own conclusion. Uh, you know of, of what I think. Excellent. Is the truth, and, and, that, and that's and that's sad in itself that we have to play modern day Sherlock Holmes and, and <laughs> detective work to, to just find the truth. That's all. Yeah. You know, I think we have to do that for everything. You know, you, you go to a doctor and, yeah. and he says, "Do this, take this pill, and whatever." You need to take that moment and say, "Okay, what's another course of action?" Or is this the best? Or what's the side effects? Or something. We're always told that. So yeah, of course. If, if we hear one news program say something, let's hear ten of them say the same thing right. before we before we decide what we're going to do. Uh, okay, so so now now let's play horror movie for a minute. We we're in a horror movie out there, and that's that. Um, uh, uh, I asked two questions. Uh, number one, uh, horror movies themselves. I've always thought they're the prophecy. That if you look at if you look at anything Romero did and you replace the zombie with with Corona with with COVID nineteen you almost have the same yep. movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we look at Contagion, which was done in two thousand eleven, it's almost word for word of what we're living. Uh, we can look at everything from the days of Karloff and Lugosi all the way through, and we see parables that that come true. Do you think as long as we're looking for a second opinion? You think sometimes it's good to look to to those of great imagination in the horror genre for for prophecy? Absolutely, absolutely. Because I mean, people with these great imaginations that that imagination is, stems from somewhere. So whether or not it's a universal source of knowledge and or just their years and years of experiences of learning and listening to previous people with great imaginations. I mean, I still go back and I pick up my H.G. Wells books and my Jules Verne books mm-hmm. every now and then. You know, I, uh, you know, I go back to the classics and I, I, I go back to my Greek uh, tragedies. Um, it, 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 I guess the point is that imagination, is, is, it stems some of it and a lot of it actually stems from actual experiences and then you use the imagination to make it exciting and worthwhile of telling the tale. Now, so, so yes, I, I absolutely agree with you that you can find answers. Uh, I guess that, that, that's what it is. You can find certain answers to questions that may be looming in your mind um, in, in genre movies and books as well. I, you're absolutely right, and you, you said it brilliantly, because I've, I've always thought, what's the difference between the, the Greek... Uh, the Greek tragedy of of the Cyclops or the Medusa, uh, or 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 the Oracle that that predicts, uh, or the Griffin and the Oracle that predicts what's going to happen to Oedipus. How much different is that than than uh, a really well made genre movie? So so yeah. we are looking at, at at prophecy, whether whether even the author knows it or not. I sometimes I'll ask a player screenwriter, I'll say, "Are you a genius by accident or on purpose?" Right. Um, okay, so here's the biggie, and here's the one I don't think I've gotten the same answer twice. So, so there's no such thing as a right answer for this. And you have been in the music industry, the computers industry, the media industry, television, radio, magazines, the whole work. So, so here's here's I, I, I look forward to your opinion. 
what happens when the doors open? What kind of world are we looking at once once uh, uh, restrictions are relaxed a bit? I think we are looking at a totally changed world. Mm. Um, I think I think once it's relaxed, I think it's going to it's it's not going to be the same. I think it, uh, I think the entertainment industry, uh, especially and sports, uh, not just film, uh, but sports, which lumps into the entertainment. Sure. Uh, I, I I think this is a reality check actually for for these big companies. These some of these athletes, some of these movie stars, and the production costs of films are out of hand. You can't sustain that kind of industry and then expect to gouge the public with your high prices. Um, so, therefore, because of this pandemic and people, you know, I don't know if you saw that article on Variety yesterday, where they they expect that only seventeen percent of audiences expect to go back to a sporting event. Uh, no, I didn't see that. There, you ruined my day. <laughs> if there's no vaccine, seventeen percent of adults only will go to sporting events, while forty percent of adults will go to concerts. Wow. wow. Uh, now and now, <laughs> but here's, here's here's the grimmer side of that story that that they didn't even address. They're just looking at it from the factor of of. Uh, of of fear of, of, of the virus. They're not looking at the economic factors. Now, the, the person who's been on, going to be unemployed now, let's say, for a couple of months, the last thing they're going to want to do is spend their last nickel on entertainment. <laughs> they got to they got to spend money to keep a, a roof over their head and food That's on right. the table. You know, so so with that in mind, you know, the whole economics, like as I was saying, uh, concerts, let's say, completely out of hand with the prices. Yeah. It's completely out of head. And, 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 yes, of course there's inflation on all of that. But let's look at, the, let's look at it this way. When I was a teenager, uh, in the seventies, I could go to Madison Square Garden and work only three hours of my minimum, minimum wage job while I was in high school. Only three hours. And I had a ticket at the garden. Now today, as a kid who's in high school is working a minimum wage job, He's got to work 15 hours to see the same freaking show today. Sure. Now, what happened? What happened? Uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. The reality reality check has to come into play. And, and I'm sorry to say, some of these guys, you got to take them down a notch. You're not, you don't deserve that much pay for, your, for, for entertaining. Yes, I'm all for success, but I am not for gouging. That's brilliant. That's exactly right. Thank you. I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, you know, tickets going to go up, tickets going to go down. You're absolutely right. It's, it's you know, uh, uh, everyone has to learn to take a pay cut somewhere, and, and it needs to start as high as possible. Absolutely. And it's got to start with, with these with wide nations. There, I'll call them out, okay? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be gorgeous. <laughs> Um, uh, do you think, uh, let, let's, let's even get more horror movie. Do you think live theater and live entertainment will even come back in some form? I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, cause there's, there's Zoom plays that are happening. There's, there's these concerts. I sat through the, the, the gala for the Met and Stephen Sondheim's birthday, which I think both encompassed about 47 hours of entertainment. Um, and, and I didn't leave my living room to do it. 
Do you think people are going to say, I, I don't need to possibly get sick, I don't need to travel, I don't need to do that, I'm just going to enjoy it right here in my screen? Yes, and I think that will be the new norm for until until there is a virus, and then, and until they know that they are safe. Yeah. And, and then there will be a comeback. We will have, or, or, I mean, look after the Black Plague, there was a renaissance, right? Of course. The same thing's going to happen here. So, you know, after this, we're going to have a renaissance and a new way. You're going to see new forms of entertainment. You're going to see new, just a whole new world. <laughs> wow. And, 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 we have, and we have to really look at things differently. I don't expect, personally, uh, the, the live theater and the, and the, and the live concert uh, attractions to really come back strong until 2022. Yeah. I, I think, I think people are going to slowly go back and, you know, and, 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 and they will. And they'll, and some places will set the rules where, you know, you got to sit like three seats apart, maybe. Oh, you sure. Know, if you're not, you know, unless you, you know, of course, your little, your little group of, uh, you know, two to six people can sit together. But then the next group of two to six people have to be six feet apart. So right. Forth. So, but even then, you know, people are going to be very leery of that, and it's just going to be a, a long, long road back. But, I, you know, I think there will be a comeback. And I think this is going to give a great opportunity for all the out-of-the-box independent artists that are out there, the ones that think out-of-the-box. This mm -hmm. is their opportunity right now. Like, and they're doing it. They're doing their, their own little, uh, you know, their home concerts, just like all these big artists. I'm seeing a lot of my friends, a lot of my independent people, they're, they're, they're doing their own little live streams right from their living room with their little tip jar, their digital tip jar. Right. And it's working. You know, I mean, that, that's just one aspect of it. But I think, I think this is an opportunity now for, for, you know, the, the, the B team to, to have an opportunity to play fair against the A team, you know, because the A team right now is being cut down, you know, due to these circumstances. And so is everyone else. I mean, the B team, see, everyone's cut down. But, you know, stay strong, believe in your craft, and, and, and keep digging and look for those out-of-the-box ideas. I mean, that, that's been my whole way of thinking my whole life. I've always been an out-of-the-box kind of guy. And it, uh, it certainly paid off, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's interesting you say that because when this first happened, I, uh, Rosie O'Donnell did her Broadway uh, fundraiser. And, and I'm sitting there watching these Broadway performers, uh, and, and I smiled to myself and I thought, you know, the, 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 the playing field is now leveled. Because there's, there's the Broadway performer in his living room. Then there's the movie star in his living room. Then there's the guy who just wants to get someone to hear his music in his living room. So, yeah, you're right. right. The, the A team and the B team, they are one team right now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, takes yeah, little, yeah. It, it takes a little genius and maybe uh, maybe to save some money and, and maybe we'll have a world again. Yeah, yeah. And now's the time because of the situation. People are coming up with, like, creative little snippets of, 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 of video and and. and this is this is an opportunity now. We're going to see some some future stars rise from obscurity out of this. I know it. Wow. And yeah. and and one of the one of those stars is going to be you. Uh, you're going to be there. <laughs> considering you know all this, whatever world we get, you are already equipped to absolutely run it. Uh, Attila, it is always a pleasure to speak to you. I have such a great time with you out 
out in Arizona. I'm I'm like missing not going out there. Uh, I, yeah. I I look forward when you know even if it's six feet apart, I could get on some plane and get out there. Um, I wish you the best. Stay healthy. The whole works. Thanks so much for this. And and oh, thank you. I I look forward to, to to chatting with you online for Terror TV. Sounds great. Hey, Terror Jay. Thanks, Jeff.